Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Mike Rowe here with a radical idea. If you want to see more companies make more things in this country, buy more things from more companies who make things in this country. I refer in this case to the incredible t-shirts, sweatshirts, blue jeans, and more made by my friends at American Giant. Everything American Giant makes is made in the United States. And right now, you can take 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com slash Mike. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. to our podcast i'm daphne and i'm gina and this is this week in skating today we are joined by pascal denis pascal is a former canadian ice dancer he competed with partner jose pichet for 17 years they won a bronze medal at the 2000 canadian figure skating championships pascal is now a coach for ice dance and synchronized skating In ice dance, he works with several world and Olympic champions, world medalists, and national champions of several countries as a coach with the Ice Academy of Montreal. On the synchronized skating side, he is the coach for the junior and senior La Supreme synchronized teams. His senior team won their second consecutive world title last month, and he led the junior team to a world championship title in 2016. So we want to welcome Pascal to This Week in Skating. Welcome. Happy to have you with us this week. Yes. Yes, me too. Thank mm-hmm. you very much for the invitation. Thank you so much. So let's get a little bit of background info first. Um, how did you start skating? Oh, skating. My gosh, we're going far. Very far. Because <laughs> this year was actually, uh, it's been 40 years. Oh my goodness. Wow. <laughs> yeah, because my club celebrated the 50th birthday. I was uh, artistic director for the show in April. Mm-hmm. And uh, I celebrated the 10th anniversary. And now it was the 50th. So. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's an easy way to keep track. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that was a while ago. Well, I started, uh, like, my parents, like, I was my, I was very fortunate and lucky to have parents that were very easy and let me do so many sports and activities when I was young. And uh, I went to see some shows and stuff, and then I wanted to be into skating, and I started skating like that. That led me, that led me into a short track and into soccer. And I played piano for many years also. And it was uh, one of the activities. And then with the years, I had to uh, narrow the, <laughs> the number of activities for budget <laughs> and also energy. And <laughs> yeah. It's good, though, yeah. that they let you try a lot of things so you yeah. can figure out yeah. 
what made you happy, what got you excited to participate. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I was very lucky for that. And you had quite a long ice dance career. Uh huh. Did you do singles at first, or did you go right into dance? Yes, yes, yes. I did. I did single for. Uh, well, I I didn't compete in single, but I skated as uh, for tests and stuff until I was uh, 17, 18. Because I actually, when I started to coach, I coached a little bit of singles also. Oh, okay. Oh, so, okay. Yes, yeah, yes. <laughs> I started ice dance. I was actually my first first partner before Jose was there at the show. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, because I skated with her a season and a half. Mm-hmm. And that was also a very interesting story. And I'm always super thankful to the first coach that uh, coached us, me and that uh, first partner, because it's because of her that everything continued after. Because mm-hmm. she was a very professional coach. And you don't have, you have a lot of very good coaches, but professional like that, that's uh, something special. Like she put my partner and I at the time together in the club and she's like oh let's just try and then a year after she had us to uh sylvie Follum and francois valley mm-hmm. our coaches after and she had us there and she said oh those are my friends just come and just uh just try with them just for fun they're gonna give you a lesson so then we have the lesson and then when we're in the car with her going back home she's like so did you enjoy it? we're like yeah yeah so she's like oh it's, so those are your new coaches <laughs> we're like what it's like yeah she said, i'm not a dance coach i don't know anything about it i just put you together for for fun and to see uh if you would like it and then she just gave us two coaches that had uh, more knowledge and more specialized in it so that was uh i think something very very special and i once again i was lucky to have that person and i always write her back to tell her every time i have something new i always tell her that i'm I'm super uh, grateful for what she did when I was young and to do that. And first of all, to put me into dance. And then after to be so professional, to be able to say like, that's not my, my field. And I'm going to send you to, uh, to coaches that will uh, bring you further. That's a huge gift. Yeah. To, to not only allow you to go to a different coach, but to actually push you to a different coach mm-hmm. because she yeah. knew what you needed and she yeah. wasn't yeah. thinking about well i need this team she was thinking what you needed as a team yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah no that was uh that was very special and i wish a lot of coaches would continue to act like this because uh, i think that's a very professional way and a very good way for the athletes to uh have more success not success when i talk about success is not like medals but their own success mm-hmm. like if mm-hmm. they are uh, sent to the right people at the right time so i think it's uh... gina and i've talked about how every team has an ideal coach but sometimes that team never ends up where they need to be because the coach isn't because <laughs> the coach they have now isn't willing to send them where they need to go to be and that's yeah. disappointing because everyone has too a different goal in mind when they're mm-hmm. skating and <clears throat> it's not always the medals that no 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 yeah no cuz uh, i always say that you see like for my synchro skaters and like uh, every t- like the, when they won and i dancer also i always tell them i'm really like the party pooper when it's at the end because i'm always like you know uh, take that medal like it's very special to be world champion and this is something but I said 
remember especially how you feel because it doesn't matter you can like the the, the feeling of being complete and have done something good and feeling good that how you felt coming off the ice and everything i said that's gonna last forever the medal i always tell them in one year you will take the medal you will put it in a box and then after in 20 years your parents will call you come and take the box you have all your uh, skating we're moving out we're going somewhere <laughs> else so take the box. So, <laughs> and actually it is true even for myself you see like for a synchro from last year i had the this weekend actually i saw that i had a picture from last year And that is still on my desk. And I was like, no, it's time to put it away now. This is over. I mean, it's not over. It's there forever. The feeling I will remember. But the metal, the, the whole thing, it's so much like it's just a small moment like compared to the rest. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like a step. You finish mm -hmm. it, you complete it, you put it away, and then you start again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I mean it's super special. Like not everybody can see their world champion. Oh, it's, definitely. It's oh. something like incredible, and you can see a big change in the people when this happens. Like whatever, whether it's synchro on ice dance, just mm -hmm. having this confidence of being the the best in the world in your own discipline. I mean, it's something that is very, very special. I guess I'm not myself, so I don't know what it is <laughs> to be world champion, but I see in their head. I see in their head how they, they change and how confident they become and how uh, not only like in their way of talking, they, they have this, they get a maturity, I find like so quickly when this happens, like they have like this step back and serenity about the whole thing. So it's, it's uh, wonderful to watch. That's the great thing about sports is it can give you confidence and mm -hmm. that goes beyond just participating in the sport. It can, it goes yeah. beyond that. It goes into regular, you know, your everyday life, even way beyond, you know, 10, 20 years later, you still have those skills that you learned as an athlete. Oh yeah. 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 Well, skating is just a tool for me. Like it's just a tool to, to learn other stuff. Like it's skating, like, yeah, skating is fun. Skating is beautiful, but I mean, and I love skating. <laughs> of course I do that all day, but for me, it's a lot bigger than mm -hmm. this. Like just the skating is just a way to get to where you want to be as a person it's not yeah you can decide yeah, to yeah. do and uh, ski or you can decide to do whatever any other work and you can find your way mm -hmm. to who you want to be so i think that's where it is now when did you get started coaching synchro oh well <laughs> uh, that's very vague actually because i with uh, my partner with marilyn my colleague we were because uh, last year last week we started with the new teams and we were talking about how many years <laughs> uh, and it's very funny how i started also with that because marilyn my my colleague she was a single coach and i was doing choreography for some clubs and stuff not for her but for some clubs and at one point she saw me and she said oh can you come and help my team just to do some tricks like two by two tricks and just they want to learn and then I did that that was she, when she was coaching the novice team and then the year after she called me she said oh can you come like I spoke with the club and we we thought you had a very good uh, energy with a group because like I mean it's very different coaching an individual and coaching a group yeah it's mm -hmm. uh, it, takes different skills because you need to uh, be able to captivate a group and to uh, to make them like listen properly like you know like it's it's quite different so she said but we really 
liked the way you were you approached things and we saw that the the team was really listening to you and like they were like waiting for new uh, things to learn so said like can you come and we would like you to help us with our skating skills so that's how i started so i think that was i think 14 years ago 15 years ago we're not so sure <laughs> i would have to go see i can write you back like i will check the exact year <laughs> so that first year i just came in for skating skills and my colleague like she was the best like best mentor to start like in a discipline because i've done like precision skating when i was really young mm -hmm. in my club but mm -hmm. one or two years like in when i was uh, 11 years old 10 years old but i didn't know what it was after that and it changed so much and it changes so much every year that uh, you need to be in it to uh, to uh, be able to coach it and to uh, Uh, so after that, like the year after I started, then she asked me to do a part of the choreography. And then the year after, we actually started with the senior team. So we had the junior and the senior. And at that moment, I started to coach uh, full time. And that was 11 years ago, pretty much. So because from our memory, last year was our 10th anniversary coaching the senior team. And this year was actually our 10th world championship because we missed one. Oh, so, okay. <laughs> so we celebrated two times. <laughs> so, yeah. You certainly didn't miss the last two world championships. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, and it was a, a, it was a long way, but it was a, a way that really uh, worth it. And wow. we're very happy for our sports. And yeah, so uh, I think it's a it's a good thing to uh, to have some changes in the sport because it used to be more European countries that were winning worlds, like sometimes. So and it's funny because well, it's funny actually the, the the team that came second, the Finnish team is uh, the coach is a very good friend of ours. Mm -hmm. Like oh, we're okay. very very good friend. We're super close. Like it's uh, actually this summer we give a seminar the three coaches together here in Montreal. She comes and. We're working together, like so it's very, uh, a very uh, good competition, very positive competition. And last year, I was in Finland to give a seminar, and she asked me to look at her girls and to see what I thought. And this coach also was a mentor for us, so it's a big family. So it's a very positive environment. That sounds very different from the ice dance world. We're trying to change it, even in the ice dance world. <laughs> we're, we're trying to get this as positive. Now I, yeah. we see the skaters being more positive one to another, so which is great. I think it's what we need. I think yeah, uh, that's what sport is all about. The competition is on the ice, mm -hmm. and there is a big part of it that you don't control, which is the other competitors and the judges. So then exactly. you have to focus on yourself and do your best and. Everybody has their own personal best. It's not like not everybody can be world champion. Not everybody. It doesn't matter as long as when you're finished, you feel that you've been to your maximum of your potential. Mm -hmm. I think that's right. what matters. Yeah. In any discipline or anything you do, that's what matters. Yeah, I've noticed a positive change over the last couple of years because I've I started my website iStance.com almost 24 years ago. Mm, okay. I was following and covering mm -hmm. the sport before North America had this big explosion and became mm -hmm. really, really strong. Um, 
I I like seeing the camaraderie amongst competitors because mm-hmm. it I I hope though that it trickles ah. down to the fans a little bit more because sometimes I know the fans can get they're they're very passionate about the passionate skaters about uh-huh. and I'm sure I think figuring out that you can have a favorite but also think that their biggest rivals are also very talented and not look at mm-hmm. it like it's a it's cutthroat. It can be more yeah. seamless and more positive and encouraging for everyone. Yeah. Because there's so much work yeah. that goes into it. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so much work. And, you know, like that's what I say to all my skaters, whether it's in synchro eyes, dance, like we all share the same passion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like whether even whether you agree or not with the result, this is not the skater's fault. This exactly. is not. Right. Uh, they they share the same passion as you. They skate. They put everything they can. And same thing with the coaches. Everybody's working hard. Everybody's trying to make the best in our discipline, whether it's an ice dance or synchro. And all the skaters, they whether they have like in in synchro, it's different because like around the world there are different like. Like here, we're fortunate enough to have more hours. In some countries, they just have two hours. Yeah, but and they finish, and maybe the program is not like what uh, in our standard. But these people train two hours a week. They make miracles. Mm-hmm. Like with this, like you know, like for me, like I, that's why I always encourage my skater. I'm like, like, and they are like, but sometimes I just make sure that they everybody understand the reality. Mm-hmm. Like the mm-hmm. everybody's reality is very different. Yeah. That's true. So we have to go with this. And even in ice dance, like it's not everywhere that people have like number of hours. And now we can feel like with all my friends in Europe and everything we see, like with the energy crisis there, everything is so hard. Mm -hmm. Everything costs so much that everything is restrained for them. So, uh, you know, I have a lot of respect for everyone that is working in our sport and trying to make it better. You have Mm -hmm. to do what you can with what you have. Exactly, exactly. Maximize what you have. Quality over quantity. Make the most of every minute that you have. Mm -hmm. And I think you just appreciate it even more, too, when you start to see the fruits of that labor, when Mm -hmm. whether it be you get, you know, whatever the benchmark is for you, whether it's in singles, pairs, dance, synchro, whatever. Mm -hmm. If you can just little increments... Everyone's journey is different, and Gina and I have talked about that quite a bit on this podcast. Yeah, 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 because I I work a lot in Europe for some synchro teams and stuff, and I always tell them that they're miracle makers because they're used to, they do two programs with four hours a week. I'm like, how do you do lifts? How do you survive? Like, I have 12, 15 hours, and I find that I don't have enough. And for me, like, and that's what I... Like when I give seminars everywhere, I always tell them, and I truly believe it's not a question of talent. Like these coaches have this, some of them have so much talent and so much to give. It's just they don't have maybe the same opportunity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they think they, they have in behind their head that they're not good enough. And I'm like, no, yeah. I just don't have. If I work whatever, uh, 40 hours a week, you work four. Mm-hmm. I work 10 times more than you in one week. I do 10 weeks for you. Yeah. So, of course, I have more knowledge, like, by experience. I will learn more. I have, of 
course, I have the goods and bad times that I see from my team a lot more than you. Yeah. So this is experience, knowledge that's coming from that. But it doesn't mean that it's better coach or not as good coach. And same thing with the skaters. Yeah. Well, I wanted to ask because I, I loved the World Synchro Championships. It was my first time, as I mentioned to you before we started recording. Yeah, yeah. And it was just an incredible atmosphere. I uh-huh. didn't expect that at all. But your team was just, Les Supremes were amazing. What is it like working with them? And how have you seen them grow, at least these past two seasons? But how have you just seen them kind of develop to be these world champions? Well, you know, the, the pandemic changed a lot. Uh well, we always worked a lot on skating skills and stuff like mm-hmm. uh, with our teams for many years because that's why I got there at first because they were very, the team was very creative, but they needed a little bit more uh, basic skating. So we improved that over the years. But during the pandemic, they couldn't touch. Oh, that's right. Yes. When they were able to skate, which yes. was uh, which didn't happen very often because it was a team sport. sport so right. we didn't have a lot of training but when they were allowed to skate we didn't touch and we had to keep that distance and everything so we worked a lot more on skating skills okay and we actually built the from not this season but the season before we built one of the program with actually with sticks in their hands because they had to keep the two meter distance so we had they were holding sticks and we did the whole program with sticks (laughs) oh my god wow (laughs) to uh to learn so of course we as coaches we had to develop different things like we had to do choreography in a different way um it pushed us also like not only the skaters evolve but our us as coaches we had to evolve with it and to change and um i guess and last year versus this year is very different also because last season uh the team was just allowed to skate to compete at nationals and worlds uh, okay so when they competed like we were just so happy to be there the rest the pressure was completely the pressure was actually to pass the covid test before the event yeah and after that we were good <laughs> if we were all negative we were happy we we're going and no change in the program we can just go and skate so uh but the team that was there last season was uh a lot of them were uh, from 2020. Uh-huh. Some of them quit, but a lot of them were from there and were still uh, like they had this. Uh, they wanted to go to Worlds and just perform and do their best. Uh, that's always the case. But, you know, this time was an extra like since they missed so many years, they had this extra fire mm-hmm. of skating. And at the same time, as much as they wanted this, they they were taking out the pressure of being perfect because we knew that the training was not perfect. Because even last year before Worlds, uh, before Nationals, we didn't have like three weeks of training before Nationals. And before Worlds, uh, we had so many girls with COVID, they couldn't skate. So they did individual run-throughs, not even skating as a, as a team. So that was last year. But then after when we started this year, half of the team quit, which is normal. Like usually it's one third of the team that could quit in our reality. Every country has a different reality, but our, our reality is this. 
But to have that state, like I said earlier, like they had this, uh, for them, it was not a pressure of being world champion. It was like this confidence mm. that they were able to give to the new skaters coming on the team. And this season, they had like they had a very difficult program. Actually, Worlds was the only time they skated clean in competition, the long program. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. because it was very, very difficult. It was a rough program. There was a lot of tricks, a lot of uh, things that sometimes doesn't show, but it needed a lot of uh, adjustment. And in synchro, it's a lot different than in ice dance or single in a way that, uh, let's say in ice dance, I want to have an early success in my season. I will build an easier program to start and I will change it throughout the season and improve it mm -hmm. until the end. But then you can keep it clean throughout. In synchro, it asks for so many, like, we have to always calculate with the lifts, with who's, a, who's the supporter, who is the lifted person, who is, like, the person in the death spiral that's going to go down, the other one, the ones that are doing the spirals, the mm -hmm. one that are doing the peelments. So we always have to make sure that it is at the right place. Mm -hmm. You cannot make so many changes through the season. You can add some transitions and stuff, but uh, making huge changes makes it very hard. Mm. So, of course, we started with a very difficult program. The beginning of the year was rough, but they were, they, they, we believed in them. They believed in themselves also. And they worked very hard through the season, which led to uh, the world and skating, the two clean programs. That was an outstanding, I mean, both of their skates were outstanding in Lake Placid. But yeah, definitely that free skate. But that's interesting that you point out that you can't, you have to start with like a difficult program. You can't yeah. make the changes like you do for singles or ice dance throughout uh -huh. the year. That's interesting. I would have thought maybe you did start uh, yeah. with something simple and then just build as the season went on. Of course, we, we improve it through the, the year. Like I said, like adding some steps in mm -hmm. transition is one thing, but really changing the patterns or something, that's all that can be very tricky. So sometimes we do, but we try to avoid that because it can change so many things that in a short program, not so much, but in a free program, we usually, and the, clean, the, the short was clean all year, but the free because of its difficulty, like took longer mm -mm. to get ready. So that made that clean skate at Worlds mean <laughs> even more because they were able to pull yeah, that off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, they were doing a lot of clean skates at home, mm -hmm. but to pull it out in competition is another thing. And of course, uh, realistically, when you start making mistakes in competition, you have like, even though you're very confident, you will have this little uh, voice in your head the next time, like, can we do it? Can we do it again? <laughs> can, you know, it, so it took, but in that case, it just took more clean runs at home mm -hmm. before they were able to to pull it out completely at Worlds. Well, I, I do think they had a little home advantage because there were a lot of Canadian fans <laughs> yes. there in Lake Placid. And so they got like two back-to-back -back home world uh, yeah. championships. Yeah. Yeah, 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 actually, yeah, it wasn't the, in Lake Placid, but it sounds very Canadian <laughs> in this town. <laughs> but sure actually, is. I don't know how they do it. It's so loud and the crowd <laughs> is very supportive. But for me, like by the board as a coach, 
it's so stressful. I'm like, oh my god. I know as a skater, I did it, but when I watch them, I'm like, they're so brave. <laughs> I think it's going to be similar when uh, Worlds is in Montreal next year, and then uh, in Boston, because they're dri- yeah. driving distance from each other. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I live in New England. I live in Maine. So for me, okay. it's amazing because it, it's just uh-huh. You're perfect. In the middle. You know, it can't get any better than this. Yeah, yeah I think it's going to be two beautiful wow. events. I remember the Boston world was very nice. I really liked it. Yeah, it's going to be great. And we're, and we're going to get the Montreal world that we were supposed to get in 2020. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were yeah, all yeah. ready no, to go, uh, and then I know everybody was ready. <laughs> and then boom, it's it's nope, nope, it's over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Gina yeah. and I both have. Uh, they sold all of the t-shirts and other like uh, memorabilia. So I've got yep. a water bottle and a scarf. We've all got <laughs> yeah, yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. that says from the event yeah. that never happened. <laughs> well, I I also have a. My uh, charger, my battery charger is from Unreal 2020. <laughs> well, I'm glad that, that we're going to get that world. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm really curious because I've only been to one Synchro event ever. It was uh, U.S. Nationals once. Okay. Um, what are some of the special things about Synchro that you think the general figure skating audience needs to know so that they can get hooked on it? Well, first of all, you, you, well, I think as a spectator, uh, you know, you probably see like how, like all the different formation and how, uh, when you get like the best teams on the ice is to like in other discipline or uh, ice dance or whatever is not to see what's coming next, Mm -hmm. you know, like Mm -hmm. you never know where you're going with it. Uh, I think that's one of the, the key thing because like the difference is that with the 16 bodies on the ice, you have like this continuous motion throughout the ice. Mm-hmm. And when they spread, like you have like this big <laughs> stage that we can fill up compared to when we do uh, ice dance or, or singles or pairs. Uh, also, I think like now and people like, because this year actually in Canada, they had nationals yeah. with the, the other disciplines. And it may, it was a big eye opener for a lot of people because it was the first time that uh, they saw it live, live for such a long time. Like a lot of people have seen it like 20 years ago, like a lot of coaches and they were like, oh my God, that's not the same thing <laughs> at all. And, and uh, every year I can see like the quality of the skating is improving and the depth in the number of teams that have this uh, high quality skating is getting better and better so which is a great news for the sport and imagine like well it's like ice dance we have sometimes a hard time to match two person Mm -hmm. and now we have 16. (laughs) 16 twizzle with the leg up oh boy (laughs) Now, does that lend itself to, ha- I mean, are there more injuries with Synchro because you have that many people on the ice at the same time? There are more injuries, like, yes, because right away, like you said, there is more yeah. people. Yeah. So then you have a bigger statistic. Like, if I have one skater, I have one chance to get an injury. If I have 16, I have 16. Yeah. 
So, of course, uh, big injuries, no. I think it's like in the other discipline, like the, the biggest risk is concussion all the time. Mm-hmm. I would say like the intersections are very risky for that. Yeah. Even though that's not where it happens because they are aware and a little bit careful. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's more sometimes on stupid stuff or sometimes like, of course, when they learn lifts and stuff uh, at the beginning of the year, that's why like in our case at the club, they wear helmets mm-hmm. for many, many oh. months. Oh, they do. Even they do runs. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. wow. Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah. We don't take a chance. They do runs with helmets like until probably November. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. The, wow. Well, yes, you know, the, the reality, like, again, this depends like each country, each club. Uh, but here, our reality is that the team is changing every year. Mm-hmm. So every yeah. year, like, we have to make the new members learn how to do lift, learn how to be lifted. Uh, so this is a relearning every year. It's not like an ice dance where you have the same two partners most of the time and you just move on to the yeah. next level. And yeah. so next year, we're going to try this more difficult lift. Right. In synchro, we don't no. know. Oh. Maybe we can. Maybe we'll be able, but maybe we won't. You know, like we have to go with the reality and we have to always start back to the basics to build those harder elements. Like. Oh. Okay. Huh. So that's a it's a big big process because right now, for example, in the spring, it's like in the other discipline, but even more, we do only skating skills in our practices right now. Okay. That's all we do. Well, when I say skating skills, we yeah. do like some uh, partnering, like in a group, to learn how to hold each other, to all the, you know, all those basic things. But it's a lot about uh, bringing some everybody's skating level to the same mm-hmm. level as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And then after in June, July, August, we build the programs. Oh, that makes sense. And it takes yeah. a. L- so that's the thing. In other countries, like for example, our Finnish uh, friend, her she knows already her team before the year finishes. She already knows who's gonna be there the year after, and she will lose three or four, and that's it. Oh, okay. Wow. So yeah. So then she built our program in May. Mm-hmm. Huh. So they have a little more time to do the program, but you're, you have spent more time on the basic elements yes. to build that mm-hmm. skill set. Yeah. So we always have to go back, but I don't think it's a bad thing. I think no. uh, it's actually us as coaches that we have to be very creative to make sure that the girls that are there for many years don't get bored mm-hmm. with it. So we have to evolve, to evolve a lot and make new exercises and make it very interesting. So uh, everybody feels something new is happening but at the same time keeping in mind that these new skaters need to get to that level and when i see that level they can be like very good skaters and have the same level but we need unison yeah we all need to skate mm-hmm. the same exactly so if you come for a different from a different school you may skate a little different so we have to and it's not that it was bad it's just that it's, it's different, different. Yeah. yeah i think focusing on that that it's it's not that it's bad, it's different. And then because everyone has to do everything the same, right. it's pulling people together. And that definitely takes time because you're learning, in some cases, a whole new way to do something that you've been doing for years. Yeah. Yeah. Now, do, you, yeah, so. do you have tryouts? Is there a yeah, tryout? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Yes, yes. Yeah, we did the tryouts the week before Worlds. It depends every year. We make a different date. Mm-hmm. 
but we also we are very careful with the choice of our dates for tryout because we want to make sure that if some people are not taken in our club that they have the opportunity to go to other clubs mm -hmm. because uh, I think right now in skating in general is to keep our numbers and to keep our skaters. Yes. Mm -hmm. I think that is very important. So I think professionally our job is to keep the sport healthy and to keep all these people in. Mm -hmm. So that's why we do that. But this year we had very, very good tryouts. Some years is different. Mm -hmm. This year we had like, uh, I think over 70 people trying oh, wow. out for junior and senior. That's yeah. a lot. Wow. Yeah. And, yeah. and did you have a lot decide to stay for next season? Yes, this year, actually. Well, again, uh, you know, these are all like post-pandemic mm -hmm. mm -hmm. uh, things. Because usually, like I said, we were losing one third of the team, maybe seven or whatever. But this year, I think we're losing eight, which is pretty good, especially after a world championship, winning worlds two times, like some of them could have decided but actually this year we did a different strategy we asked the because we always ask them we give priority to our former skaters of course in our club like i said this can vary from one club to another in our club uh, for the seniors they we ask them if they want to stay or not and uh, we asked them before worlds because mm -hmm. like i told you at the beginning of the interview for us the result, the medal, is nothing in the decision about skating. Mm -hmm. It's the feeling. Like it's, it's the feeling. It's yeah. whether you feel complete mm -hmm. or you don't feel complete. Because if you feel complete, you can retire and you'll be super happy. If you're not complete, you're going to come back in one year. Yep. Right. Or in 20 years, you'll regret. Or and you'll say, I should have done one more year. So Yeah. We always uh, support them in their decision and we take the time. We take the time to discuss with them to make sure that they are okay with it. And we know, and it has nothing to do with age. Mm -hmm. Some of them are ready to retire at 20, but some of them at 26, 27, they're not ready. And it's fine. I think if you mm -hmm. love competition and you get into right. something that fuels you, it goes beyond the result. It's really about just being out there and giving everything you have yeah, yeah. yeah. that's like uh, i tell them like for myself and my personal experience when i retired actually it's funny because uh jose my partner she retired one year before me i remember oh. <laughs> yeah because she was done and uh she wanted to have kids and she had her boyfriend and everything and i was not done mm -hmm. and of course at first she was uh I wouldn't say mad, but she was disappointed that I didn't stop at the same time as her. Well. Because we skated together for so many exactly. years. Exactly. We always said to each yeah. other, we're going to quit together and everything. But then I told her and I said, you know, I, I prefer you're a little disappointed slash mad at me now. Then in 20 years that I'm mad because I stopped because you decide to stop. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And. And after a few months, of course, like we're best friends since uh, we're 11 years old. So then it was fine. <laughs> and she was actually very supportive and helping me in those uh, in that last year that I did. She was very, very supportive. And that's why we still work together. And we're still a, it's like a brother and sister relationship, actually. So this is forever. So 
but you know when it's time you, you see feel so it. that's what i always mm-hmm. say to my skater you will know mm-hmm. right. yeah uh, when you do competitive you know when it's finished it's yeah. not oh i'm 20 i have to stop I... no. No, no no i think you yeah i because think you it's... know in your heart i think it's your heart right. that tells yeah. you okay you've done this you've done everything you could do you've achieved everything you wanted to achieve it's time to let it go right. and move on to yeah. whatever is mm-hmm. next. And I think... Yeah, because yeah. some of them, they're like, oh, we, I could skate forever. I'm like, yes, okay. you're right. <laughs> but at one point... You'll decide. You got to really... Yeah. yeah. Things change in See life, inside, I think. And... Things change in life. Uh, yes. Yeah. And as a coach, like our job, and this is as good, like for ice dance, it's the same. After each season, we ask our skaters, like... Like, really think how you feel. It has nothing to do with being first, 10th, whatever, thinking that next year you can do better. That's very superficial decision. This is deeper than mm-hmm. that. This is for, for me just the tip. Like, yeah, maybe like, and you know, like, ice dance, uh, singles and pairs, there is the business behind it. Like when you do professional tours after, like yeah. this, this can have a little influence on yes, it. Yes, definitely. Even though I don't think you just do it for that because then otherwise you're going to be sad. Like this right. is nothing. But in Synchro, it's a different way because it doesn't change anything. It's really about your own growth and how you, where you want to go and how you want to feel complete at the end of your career. Mm-hmm. Right. So, mm-hmm, I think. Yeah, so to come back to the tryouts, I mean, we were lucky again, have all these people and very, very good skaters. It was hard to send some people elsewhere, but that was the choice because even because uh, all of our junior teams stayed. Mm-hmm. Oh. So we moved up some of them in the senior, of course, because they were ready and it was time for them to move up. But then we still had just a few spots to fill in yeah. in the junior. So. That is a good problem to have. Yes. Because then you can (laughs) make sure you have kids that are ready to move up to senior. That was going to be my next question is, is that, you know, does that happen? Because I'm trying to think about, you know, sports that might be comparable. And it's good to know that it works like that. Yeah. And of course... It's like in every discipline, like and like I, I said through the interview, it's not sometimes everybody has their own uh, has their own path, and some of them may not have a chance to do senior, and this is okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, some mm-hmm. of them will uh, for a different reasons. Sometimes it's skating, sometimes it's uh, money issues, sometimes it's whatever life issues. Uh, so that's why we need a bigger number. But of course, our goal is always to bring our skaters to the senior level and to the best results as a senior. And we use different ways also, like, for example, in our juniors, we, as much as possible, make the whole team, because you know how Synchro works. Like, you have 16 skaters, but the team is 20. You can mm-hmm. register up to right, 20. 20 yep. So you have those alternate skaters but in our case they are not decided before their competition they are decided like a few weeks before mm-hmm, but it's okay. not necessarily the same ones through the season again this is our club like each club Does works it, differently yeah. and have different strategies but for us especially at the junior level we try as much as possible to make our old team skate 
at least one of their program mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. unless someone wouldn't be able at all but that can happen for a different reason but like last year all of our skaters like the last two years in our junior they all skated at least one of the program to make sure that they learn mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they that they can improve because we know that when they stay the year after they will compete so if they don't compete for a year yeah. then after the year right. after they have to it's like they didn't compete mm -hmm. so they need to relearn how to compete so we try to give them as many opportunities as possible that can also make you hungry i think it can make yeah. you really work hard and push yourself push yourself yeah i was gonna say that yeah it is very it, it's very very different uh you know like because of that because they, they the skaters they push themselves like a little bit more all the time because they know that this is a possibility mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that they wouldn't skate so it pushes them in a good way and it's uh again it's like in in our value as a club and my value as a as a coach like that is always a, a positive energy that you bring like you're you're not trying to get better than this one you're trying to get the best of yourself mm -hmm. and then you'll mm -hmm. see what the best of yourself will bring you yeah. if it's not enough we'll sit down we'll talk and we'll work on it right yeah yeah and we'll discuss what needs to be done but appreciate i know gina and i both appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today welcome yes. thank you yeah i'm super happy because i have a passion for my job i have a passion for my sport and all the discipline like uh, for me it's uh skating is my life i'm married to the sport i'm single but i'm not single <laughs> we may have you come back on like once the season starts the synchro season yeah, that, would that way we can talk yes. more about the comp the competition piece of it um yeah that would yeah. be great so yeah I'd be super happy yeah awesome i'll be very very yeah. happy synchro ice belts, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> or just skating no i really I, honestly like uh, i'm telling you like i work seven days mm -hmm. <laughs> i work from morning from 10 to 10 every day yeah <laughs> this is my life this is my passion i and I love it. And like I said, like I, I have so much respect for everybody like involved in our sports. I think so. Like everybody, like you, you guys are promoting the sport and helping, and we're doing the job in the other way. Yeah. And like it's a family. I mean, like everybody it has is. a part. Yeah, it's very important. Skating is a family, and Gina and I both work other our like real jobs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then in addition, we each run a website. That's focused on skating, and we do this podcast. So this podcast, it's yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we all have a little part to play to right. do what we can to yeah, that's make, great. bring attention to the athletes and and the work. That's great, and yes. I'm happy that we talk about synchro a little bit yes. also. So, yes, uh, we're gonna yeah. especially like two eyes yeah. dance people that <laughs> I think, but I, I see like you said, I have a lot. Of, we didn't talk about it, but I have skaters that are moving from ice dance to synchro over the years yeah oh. when they don't have a partner they came okay. like yep. last year for the last year well this season we had a former japanese skater for ice dance that really uh, that came on the team yes oh my goodness <laughs> she was training in montreal and this year i had others and in the past we had others also that wow once like yeah it's a very good transition and it keeps <laughs> them in skating and it's not that they say no to ice dance, but for that season, if they don't have a partner, they, they, 
right. done. And yeah, they, it gives them an opportunity. They continue to complete. They, they continue to compete. They continue to train. So wow. yeah, it gives them a chance to uh, to continue to evolve in the sport. I'm yes. learning about synchro. Gina came back so <laughs> excited after Synchro World. <laughs> And it is, exciting. So we, it is exciting. So we definitely want um I know singles, ice dance, pairs, they it it gets attention. And synchro doesn't yeah. get as much attention as it deserves. So we're gonna change that on this podcast. Yeah. And thank you very much. Right. Thank you so yes. much. If it can help people to understand like how it is, because believe me, it's a difficult one. Yeah, yeah. It's not a <laughs> Oh, watching it in person, I could definitely tell it was yeah, so yeah. difficult, but it was so yeah, yeah. Oh, I enjoyed watching it. So it's much. different skills. It takes yes. different skills, of course. Yeah. Not everybody can do it. Yeah. It doesn't no. mean because you're the best skaters that you can do yeah. it. Yeah. Believe yeah. Me, it's, uh, it takes uh, a lot of things. You can be yeah. the best as an individual, but being part of a 16 yes. person team is a completely yeah. different game. <laughs> But you know, it's like a nice dance. Yeah. Like it's not because you would put the two best skaters together that you would have the best. Exactly. Couple. Right. Exactly. Sometimes you have two good skaters, but not necessarily the best one. But it, together, they Amazing. are. Amazing. Yep. Like the, <laughs> the the star as a skater, mm -hmm. as a couple. Yeah. It's uh, it's really the chemistry and the whole thing that the the, the, the whole package that makes the difference. Well, I'm gonna yeah. ask you before you go just one ice dance question <laughs> because I'm curious. Yeah. What do you think about the 1980s rhythm dances for this season? <laughs> what do you think? I think it's going to be very entertaining. Mm -hmm. I think, uh, like, because we started to work on it, I did some choreography a little bit everywhere. I was born in the 70s, so of course, of course like, all these songs, I'm like, we're happy to use them, because sometimes we don't want to use them to not to look too uh, old-fashioned, but uh, we can't. <laughs> so that's the good point. Uh, I'm excited to see how people are going to use it. Me too. And uh, to make sure, well, that's really a personal opinion, but that it won't become like a fluo show, like fluo mm -hmm. color show, and it will be a good mix, I think. I hope so. If it's, I hope yeah. so. Uh, you know, like, I hope like we will have this 80s, for some people, like 80s, today's vibe, and you know, yeah. like, a little bit of, of everything, I hope. So it's not just uh, one type and we go for it. Yeah. For what I hear now, like musically, like in our school, I can say like it's very varied. So Good. That's a lot of fun Good. to hear. So I think because of the, the openness of the of the team, like being not, not a prescribed rhythm, I think it opens up to variety okay. yes uh so hopefully we'll have people that will uh, like find like super special ideas with special music that will be different um but i would think so because you know like how it is like every year we're like oh we shouldn't take this because everybody's gonna skate on it and finally nobody I skates know. on that <laughs> yeah so <laughs> So we will have a surprise in a few weeks, month when competition will start. Yeah. We'll see what's going to happen yeah. with that. I'm, ex I'm excited <laughs> now because I've talked to some of the athletes and I can see their enthusiasm. They're excited, yeah. So that makes me excited because i that's my decade. I grew up in that decade. Yeah. The music yeah. from 1980 to 1989 is so different. 
that there are so many options. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When we start and then when you start searching, you're like, oh, that was in the 80s. Yeah. Oh, God. I cannot believe it. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, uh, and it's very positive. It so is. That's what's yeah. fun also yeah. about it. Yeah. Like it's, it was uh, a lot of fun. And I've seen different uh, teams have released their music a little bit early. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And I've just been thinking, oh, oh, that could work. That's yeah. going to be fun. And they're yeah, all yeah, different. Yeah. So I'm really excited to see what no, people bring I think to the it's going to be fun. Yeah. Like, uh, like I said, I, I hope and I think it will, but I hope it will be very varied and like we'll have like different style mm-hmm. since it's very open. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I think it's uh, very interesting if we can go with this. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm looking forward yeah. to it. We want to thank Pascal for joining us on this weekend skating to talk about Synchro. If you guys enjoyed this episode, please let us know. Gina, can you let folks know where they can find us? You can find us at our website. It's thisweekinskating.com. On social media, Twitter, at thiswkinskating. Facebook and Instagram, thisweekinskating. We love your feedback or your questions. If you have a question for Pascal that we can pass along to him, you can reach out to us on social media or email us at thisweekinskating at gmail.com. We appreciate your feedback as always. And don't forget that you have about a week left to enter our contest for a This Week in Skating mug. All you have to do is go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. Yes, deadline is May 21st, so it's coming up. Well, with that, Gina, we've reached the end of our episode. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I'm Daphne. And I'm Gina. And you've been listening to This Week in Skating. Have a nice week! Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.